Wake up to the new rules of business featuring entrepreneurs and business professionals that serve them. If you're a business owner, these five-minute daily episodes are just for you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Wake Up to the New Rules of Business. I'm your host, Tony Ferreira, and thank you for joining in again for another week. I'm so excited to be here with my guest today. Um, he's a gentleman I've known for a while. His name is Kevin Doffney. He's with New York Life. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tony. How are Thanks. you, buddy? Just great. Thank you. How, how are you? How are it's you, Tony? Great. It's great. Everything is uh, going really well, and we're just, you know, plugging along. So I'm excited to have you here. Um, you know, I've known you for a little bit. We've we run into each other everywhere. Sure. And, um, I always say that you're the best sharp, one of the sharpest men out there, dressed man out there. So I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, with that said, Kevin, can you go ahead and tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do over at New York Life? Sure, Tony, and thanks a lot for having me today. Oh, I, re I really appreciate it. This is, a, this is a great opportunity. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, uh, uh, as you said, Kevin Doffney, I'm a financial planner at uh, nice. New York Life, nice. uh, New, uh, New York Life uh, Securities, uh -huh. and Eagle Strategies. So we okay. have a, a broad portfolio. Oh, wow. And uh, I've been with New York for four years, been in the business for 10. Nice. And uh, what... Uh, uh, drew me into this business essentially is I'm a math guy. I, I'm an engineer by training, spent 35 years in high oh, technology. Wow. So uh, uh, it's kind of leverage skills, if you will. Sure. So uh, uh, once I got involved uh, for a couple of years, learn, learn the language and learn the process and so forth, uh, it's uh, obtain, you know, getting your voice is what it's all about. Okay. And New York Life is a really uh, interesting company. Uh, They've been around a while. <laughs> most people really don't know it's uh, uh, just how compelling their story is. Right. Uh, New York Life's been around. We're celebrating our 175th year in business this just year. Just a little bit, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, it's one of the most admired companies uh, in, in the country. $600, $600 billion in wow. assets under management. Wow. And uh, we've, uh, we're a mutual company. So not too many people know what a mutual company is. We... We're privately held, okay. and we distribute dividends every year to all of our contract holders, be it, be it life insurance or, or annuities. Okay. And uh, we've been distributing dividends for uh, 166 years. Oh, wow. Longer than there has been a dollar bill, before the dollar bill was, first dollar bill was printed. Wow. I think that was uh, 1862 or something wow, like that. So a, we've been around for a while. Some major history right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and I, <clears throat> I focus primarily... I would say primarily on retirement, but retirement across the range of demographics. So mm -hmm. uh, certainly the retirees and those approaching retire retirement are, are the, uh, uh, the prospects and clients that, I, that my work is most applicable. Mm -hmm. But uh, even business owners uh, thinking about retirement, whether you're you know, 35, 45, or 55, how you cross the finish line with grace is really a difficult task. You've got it tax is. issues and, yeah. and you've got distribution issues. A lot of uh, government constraints on yeah. on tax deferred accounts and things like that, and the question always comes up: Well, how much do, should I put in? Well, uh, one of the things that that we like to say in the business is: If your employer is contributing to your four hundred one k, max it out. Max Take it as out. much as Absolutely. you possibly can because that's just free money. Absolutely, yeah. there's no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt. And and what you do is very important. I mean, you just mentioned thirty five, forty five, fifty five. I mean, when you get into those the you know forty five, fifty five. You really need help. You really need uh, strategic advice, you know, yeah. and, 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 you know, we always sit here, you know, a lot of us got beat up just like, you know, 
many many Americans we all got beat up by that by that downturn sure um, and it and it affected a lot of our retirement so a lot of us were starting over and you know to have a professional like yourself it's very important to have somebody like you in our corner <clears throat> Kevin real quick before I forget can you tell our audience how they can reach you um, as our as our interview goes on if somebody wants to get a hold of you how can they get a hold of you sure I think the easiest way is by email okay. and it's a uh, kdauphiny okay. at nyl.com. Perfect. And my cell phone is widely available on, on, uh, on public media like LinkedIn and Facebook okay. and stuff. So that's 702-526-9730. And they can search you on LinkedIn as well and find you on there. LinkedIn, we'll make Facebook. sure we put your email address down below so Great. the people have uh, Fantastic. all that for you if Terrific. they want to reach out to you. Sure. How, how long have you been in Las Vegas? I moved here in late 2009, so okay. I'm here just 10 years. Yeah. yeah. But I started visiting Las Vegas in 1973. Wow. When I was an electrical engineering student at Colorado State University, I took a job part-time uh, uh, selling hi-fi st uh, and, uh, and televisions. Mm. So I came here in, for the Winter Consumer Electronics Show in 1973, and I had very little idea. I think I was maybe a, a sophomore in college at the time. Wow. And... Uh, I must have attended 50 trade shows over my career in the music business, the film business, and the television technology right. business. I'm yeah. a behind-the-camera guy. I've got a face for radio, so sure. you know, <laughs> so, so, uh, you know it's, uh, uh, I had a great career. Um, I started out with Dolby Laboratories in San Francisco right out of, right out of college, wow. and uh, I got recruited to... Um, to ABC Television, and uh, I worked for there. I worked there for six years. Oh wow! And uh, I learned a lot about. I went from narrow band audio, you might say, to really broadband video, which was a, a really big step. And it was all analog in those days. Yeah. My first project actually was evaluating an RCA camera, a three-tube Plumicon RCA wow. camera. So it was a, a great education. The people that I worked with were just incredible. Oh, yeah. Many of the senior guys at that <clears throat> time, uh, in the uh, uh, late '70s, early '80s were uh, uh, they, they came out of uh, uh, RCA labs uh, oh, wow. in, down in uh, Trenton, New Jersey, I think it was. So <clears throat> most of those guys had been schooled in, in radar as a result of the, uh, the World War II effort. So wow. these were big brain guys, and it was so much fun to work with these guys. And they mentored very carefully and brought us, brought us along. Uh, and there was a great crew of peers that I worked Kevin, with. I, you know, the, and, the uh, direction things are going recently with... Um, you know, obviously the coronavirus and and back is at when we had our little uh, our little uh, you know setback with the economy back in two thousand nine or mm -hmm. whatever. You know, some was depending on where you were, um, but but that time when the when the market was crashing and now with the with the the coronavirus scare going on, the market's kind of you know going through a transition right now. How do you overcome some of these challenges that you might be facing? Uh, today and, and before when the markets kind of correct themselves? Well, I think it's our job as advisors to uh, explain to people that over the long run, and what, the, what's the lo what does the long run mean? Over yeah. the long run, markets come back. Yeah. The global economy has to function on an expansive way to keep people fed and employed. It's sure. just that simple. Yep. And if you look at it with that object, uh, objective in mind that the expansion of the economy is essential for survival, that companies are going to invest, companies are going to create value, and they're Correct. going to create shareholder value. Correct. So it's, <clears throat> I, I've gone back and I've measured since 1929, 
just before the crash. And if you measure from 1929 to oh, just about today, say January of 2020, sure. the Dow Jones Industrial Average has averaged over that 90-year period an increase of just over 10%. Hmm. A lot of volatility in between. Of course. But that average over an extended period is uh, uh, about 10%. And to add to that, uh, I had the pleasure of uh, meeting a gentleman by the name of Jack Ablin, who was a former executive with Bank Montreal Harris in Chicago, and he retired and moved to an, another, uh, an investment firm down in Florida. And he spoke to a group recently, and he presented that if you invest in the market and hold your positions for seven years, you are 97% probable to break even or do better. That's it. Now, it's not promising any returns, not at all. Yeah, That's not course. the point. Of course. But the idea, and if, if you read the investment books, you read ben, uh, Graham, Buffett, Bogle, all of those guys, they say hold for the long run. Yeah. And very sophisticated investors uh, that... Uh, that like to trade. There's a difference between an investor that's a buy and hold and a trader that buys and sells. Right. So even sophisticated investors will have a majority of their portfolio in an investment-like position and then trade a, a fraction of that mm. to uh, take advantage of their knowledge of those particular companies and uh, will trade them uh, as appropriate and uh, buying low and, and uh, getting out at the, at the right time and so right. forth. But our position, and I, I look at it this way, about uh, somewhere between 5 and 10% of the investing public are sophisticated investors. Right. That is not my market necessarily. <laughs> right. So yeah. my market is the, oh, average, yeah. the average investor, the average uh, you know, um, widow divorcee. That, that's right. Women, in a, lot of, in a lot of ways, and this is not to denigrate whatsoever, but in many cases, the man has managed the, the funds of the family. And I see time and again, and believe me, these gals are really becoming very sophisticated and they catch on really quickly. Absolutely. But I found that if you can have an opportunity to speak with these people and uh, discuss the basic blocking and tackling, you don't have to get sophisticated, use a lot of jargon. I think that's nonsense. And right, I, right, I've, right. I've heard of advisors that do oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And jargon-laden conversations are just not appropriate. Yep. So keeping it simple. Yep. Um, Engineering is all about making things complicated, fairly simple in some way, mm -hmm. uh, and reliable. That's the thing. Build it for the long run. Right. So as you get older, you want to change your risk positions and uh, you know, becoming less risky over time, especially sure. once you reach retirement, there's no more paychecks. So yeah. you're living off what you got. That's it. And how do you create that income stream to cover those expenses? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you know, investing in any way you look at it, in any shape or form, um, it, it's not easy, and that's why it's important to get in touch with somebody like Kevin because we are unsure and we don't know, and that's what their job is. So, you know, um, to reach out to Kevin if you are looking for somebody to help you out in a situation, please do so. Um, thank you for sharing that with us. I sure. appreciate that. Yeah. Um, my next question, Kevin, is um, is is quite of a interesting one, and and that is, what do you see for the future of your industry moving forward? Well. The situation with the, the internet has, has democratized investing substantially. Mm. And there's a lot of online investing. Yep. There's a new concept that's come out just recently in the last few years called robo-advisors. Oh, wow. And robo-advisors <laughs> are pretty good. I think uh, the millennials are uh, adopting that technique uh, uh, very aggressively. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, I, I think that definitely has a place in the business. Sure. Uh, what you don't get with a robo-advisor, and you don't get with larger trading houses, uh, which I have great respect for, but if you don't have a lot of money, you're not going to get a personal conversation with right. someone. You're going to get a disembodied voice on an 800 number. You're not going to get the same woman or man uh, to, uh, to speak to in many cases. Sure. So how can you get personalized service? Well, you know, you get what you pay for. Yeah. Uh, speaking to somebody like me, you know, I'm here in Las Vegas. I can, I can drive out to Aliante. Absolutely. I go out to Boulder City. Yeah. It's not a, we have no a kitchen problem. table conversation. Yeah. It's not a problem. So those kinds of things can create a, a greater sense of peace of mind. Absolutely. Now, all that said, I built my practice on two principles, risk management and fee control. So we're not gouging. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's going to be more expensive than Vanguard. Right. But you're not going to get those, the personalized service with Vanguard. That's and right. rather than pick a product and put the client in the product, we talk about what are their aspirations? Where do they want to be in five or 10 years? What do they want to do in their, in their yeah. retirement and so forth? So in, in some cases, for instance, <clears throat> a uh, uh, elderly widow uh, came to me a couple of years ago and said, I've got very well controlled expenses. I know what they are. And I'm getting so much for Social Security. I have a small pension. Uh, what can we do to make sure that I have expense money every, every month for the rest of my life? Mm. So it was very easy. Uh, an income annuity. Right. Now, this lady was approaching 80 years old, and uh, why not? She yeah. doesn't want to be risky. She doesn't want right. to have, have risk exposure. So we, um, we set that up. And we dialed it in to, to have enough pin money so that, you know, she liked to go to the casino for with a couple hundred bucks a month yeah. to play around. So you build it as appropriate. Fortunately, she had enough wealth that there was uh, other retirement money that would be uh, uh, suitable for family visits and stuff like that. Sure. But uh, <clears throat> calculating what that, uh, what that expense line is against what the income is and seeing how that uh, proportionality works together those those things uh, you're not going to get that from robo advisor yeah no you're not and the same thing with insurance you know you have um, uh, web-based insurance and mm -hmm. uh, it's all sold on price yeah and one of the great things about New York life is when we receive a death certificate we deliver the benefit that's right. just it happens within yeah. a week it's yeah. not which is very important it's not uh, you know, extrapolated and many you're times grieving already the last thing you want to do is be fighting with exactly you know life yeah. insurance so and I, I totally agree there the, I, I've had a couple of cases uh, delivering death benefits to people and they're surprised that it happened so quickly mm. and it's, it's important. Uh, you can talk to anybody in the company and you know we we, we are very forthcoming about yeah. that but we one of our taglines is we keep our promises yeah so that's important it really is important, and I appreciate you sharing that with me because it is important to have that one-on-one, -on -one, that, that, like you said, the table, the, the, the dinner table experience of sitting down, especially if it's somebody that you know, like, and trust. You, 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 you have a relationship built with that sure. person. I, I, I think with the financial, I think that's very, very important, you know? So we need that. So I appreciate you sharing that. And, and it's not it's, – <clears throat> my practice is not transactional. It's very relationship-based, and, you know, I tell folks – Let's just sit and have a conversation sure. and talk a little bit because people are, are, are hesitant to be forthcoming with all of their, all of their financial oh, information. Yeah. You know, I used to make the joke with my buddies. say, well, you know what I do for a living? I walk up to a stranger and say, hey, I'm Kevin. Let me hold your wallet. Yeah, and, exactly. And that's you know, kind of like what honest, it, is. There's, it is. There's some honesty there yeah, yeah. through the humor. Yeah. But, uh, well, and a lot of people are like they don't want them to know their, their 
their you know their their wealth or or lack of wealth or whatever right. it may be and you know it is it is what it is are you gonna you either need to open it up to somebody that you trust or just throw it out there to somebody you don't sure so it's, and, it, and it's that's your choice. That, and that and that's really dangerous and I that's think. what people do absolutely you know, I'm totally if, honest if, if you totally believe hand that. it over to someone that you don't really know yeah you're, that's you're, a your your roulette it's, it's a hope and prayer <laughs> roulette <laughs> and, and a lot a lot of it too is you know the the, the notion of not trying to do everything too quickly. I right. think a lot of advisors, a lot of agents will try to close and get the business yeah. right away. Yeah. And that may work for some people. Yeah. You know, I've been around a while, so yeah. I, I just don't operate that I way. I think people are seeing that though. You know, they sense that, they feel that, you know, the yeah. savvy people anyway, sure. you know, I mean, yeah. it's an, I, I just think the relationship piece is huge. So yeah. appreciate that. And thanks for sharing that information. And my last question for the, for the day here today for our interview, one of my favorites and that question is what advice would you give your 17 year old self well i'm really glad that you prepped me for the answer yeah, because i thought right. about this long and hard <laughs> you know i'm twice a grandfather so uh i raised my guys and uh i got two lovely granddaughters so awesome. uh, uh i thought quite a bit about this this is great and, and it's uh the four legs of the table mm. and the first is education more so than ever in 2020 and going forward, education is the key to success. You have to get a great education and you have to study outside the constraints of what the, what the curriculum is. Right. And you gotta start in high school. Grade school, get the fundamentals, but when you get into high school, you're preparing for college That's and it. you really need to be thinking about what you're gonna be doing in college. So education is, is, is fundamental. Otherwise, you're gonna be left at the wayside. You're not gonna be able to compete for those high those, uh, those high income jobs. The second one is sports. And even if you're not athletically inclined, get involved with some kind of sports. And Absolutely. why? You learn teamwork. Yep. Because when you go out into industry, it's all about teamwork. teamwork. It's not just about you. Great you've advice. got to work in collaborative organizations. You've got to work up the organization. You've got to work down the organization. Teamwork is a very important aspect of sports. So that's a, a great experience. Yeah. The third one, and this is my reflecting on my own experience and the experience of many is having a part-time job while you're in high school or while you're in college yeah. you know and why that okay it teaches the re responsibility to show up on time yeah because when you go into industry you better show up a little bit early frankly don't show up on time the early so <laughs> so that's that was a uh, part of it and the second one is you're going to be paid to execute your function hmm. and learning that at, at an early age, I think it's real important to take Absolutely. you into the into yeah, the uh, into awesome. next uh, uh, into the next phase of one's career. And the fourth leg of the table is party. You got to be able to relax. You got to have some fun. But you want to make sure that that table doesn't wobble. Yeah. So you balance <laughs> the, balance the party so that you don't upset the work or the education or the sports. So have a good time and enjoy your young life. But make sure it's balanced that's awesome yeah. that is such great advice and and i really appreciate that question i and i appreciate that m most of the people that sit in that chair they all pretty much say the same thing when it says this is like one of the questions that they they really put the most thought into so <laughs> really it's kind of cool um and it's funny because i had another gentleman on here um probably almost a year ago maybe not that long and his he he, he was very similar he said education he said, but study first, party, party second. Yeah. Study first, party sure. second. Yeah. And, and I totally agree. And it's just like in life. 
You know, our, our, we're building wealth, we're building success, but we've got to enjoy life, too. We have to have sure. fun because life is short. Yes. Um, and a lot yeah. of us know that. Yeah. So and, and many retirees, are, uh, they've, they've, been, they've constrained their life. They've been very, very conservative. I know Absolutely. a number of these people, yeah. uh, people, my neighbors and so forth, not all of them, but, you know, some of them uh, are just now in their 70s mm. learning how to enjoy their life. Wow. It's, and, it's uh, not good. You know, it's, it's, uh, uh, these experiences are really important I, you know it's with this uh COVID-19 thing travel's constrained right now yeah but seeing other cultures I, one yeah, of the greatest one of the the, the greatest uh, uh gifts that I received in my career was my ability to travel I was traveling all over the world yeah and uh learning about other cultures and how fundamentally wonderful other people are There's no I was doubt. so surprised in China you know you think oh my gosh communist China and Mao and all of yeah, this good but, stuff well the Chinese people are so much like us fundamentally, mm -hmm. family first, sure. okay, careers, yep. kids, education. This is what they're all about. They have a, a bit more, it's more like the old days, the old, you know, back in the 50s, I would say, maybe the 60s, is where in the neighborhoods in the United States, we had the ethnic communities. Yeah. You know, I grew yep, up in, a, in an Irish-Polish community in New England, and Everyone looked after each other. So the grandparents came in. You know, the, the, the kids had great respect for grandparents. Right. They were more part of the family, always yeah. get-togethers for dinner. And that's the kind of thing that I learned there. Well, we were just in Italy in, uh, uh, in September last year. Same thing. You see it everywhere. It's amazing. More, uh, yeah. more folks are, um, more so than in America, we're very mobile. And, you know, I got up and left out of high school to go to Colorado to college. I grew up in Boston. But... Mm. Uh, you know, these kinds of things, we're, we're a lot more segmented and, and more distant, yeah. but uh, uh, it's sad. we're so, we're, we're, <laughs> we're trying, right? But, but culturally, yeah, there are many similarities, much more so than the differences. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing um, all that wisdom. I appreciate it. Love the 17-year-old advice. And again, Kevin, thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for tuning in for another episode of Wake Up to the New Rules of Business. Have a great week, and we'll see you soon. See you soon.